Chapter 21 of Marjorie Dean, High School Junior by Pauline Lester. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Ashley Jane. Chapter 21 Rowena Rearranges Matters. The Sanford performance of the rebellious princess took place on Friday evening. Late the following afternoon, the illustrious cast were conveyed by train or motor to Riverview, the scene of Saturday evening's operations. Marjorie, Constance, Mr and Mrs Dean drove there in the Dean's motor. Accompanied by Mrs Macy, Jerry, Susan, Muriel and Irma motored to Riverview together. Hal and Laurie sought temporary freedom from the fair sex in the latter's roadster. Mr LaSalle had promised, at Mignon's earnest request, to drive to Riverview with her in her runabout. She had adopted this means of thus temporarily eliminating Rowena, not daring to thrust herself upon Mignon when bolstered by her father's protection. Rowena had declared buoyantly that she would be there anyway. Unfortunately for Mignon, a sudden business emergency sent Mr LaSalle speeding to Buffalo on the Saturday morning train. Before going, however, he instructed his chauffeur to drive Mignon to the train for Riverview and see her safely on it. With others of the cast on the same train, she would be in good company. But the best laid plans often go astray. Ever on the alert for treachery, Rowena saw Mr LaSalle depart and hurrying to the LaSalle's home soon bullied the true state of affairs from his petulant offspring. Don't bother about taking the train, Rowena counselled arrogantly. James will drive us over to Riverview in our limousine. He can stay there until the show is over and bring us home. I can't do that, parried Mignon. My father gave orders to William to drive me to the train the cast is to take and put me on it. If I were to go with you, William would tell him. Oh, no he wouldn't, retorted Rowena. Just let me talk to William. Without waiting for further excuses from Mignon, the self-willed sophomore dashed out of the house in the direction of the LaSalle garage. Mignon followed her, divided between vexation and approbation. She was far from anxious to make the journey to Riverview by train, for once Rowena stood for the lesser of two evils. "'Come here, William,' called Rowena, pausing outside the open garage door and imperiously beckoning the chauffeur who was engaged in putting a fresh tyre on Mignon's runabout. "'What is it, miss?' asked the man as he frowningly approached Rowena. "'You needn't take Miss LaSalle to the train this afternoon.' She's going with me. She has so much luggage she can't manage it on the train, so she had to make different arrangements. Rowena presented a formidably smiling front as she gave her command. But Mr LaSalle, protested William. Don't be impertinent, was the freezing interruption. We know our own business. Miss LaSalle's father will know all about it when he returns, won't he? She turned to Mignon for confirmation. It is all right, William, the latter assured him, purposely neglecting to answer Rowena's question. My father will be told when he returns. He forgot about my luggage. All right, Miss Mignon, 
William was far too discreet to court the double attack, which he knew would be forthcoming should he continue to protest. Miss Mignon always did as she pleased, regardless of her father. He made mental note, however, to clear himself the instant his employer returned. That was simple enough, exhorted Rowena as they turned away. You ought to be glad I fixed everything so nicely for you. I expect some of those snippy girls will be anything but pleased to have me behind the scenes tonight. You'd better keep out of my dressing room, warned Mignon. On account of it being a different theatre, there is sure to be some confusion. Laurie Armitage won't like it if you go strolling around among the cast the way you've done at rehearsals. You just attend to your own affairs, blustered Rowena and I'll attend to mine. Who cares what that high and mighty Lawrence Armitage thinks? He's so wrapped up in that milk-and-water baby of a Constance Stevens, he doesn't know you are alive. Too bad, isn't it? Mignon turned red as a poppy. She began to wish she had not allowed Rowena to alter the arrangements her father had prudently made. Frowning her displeasure at the brutal taunt, she cast a half-longing glance toward the garage. There was still time to inform William that she had changed her mind. Instantly, Rowena marked the glance and divined its import. It did not accord with her plans. If she drove Mignon to reconsider her decision, it meant one of two things. To quarrel openly with her would place beyond reach the possibility of accompanying her to Riverview. If Rowena went alone, she could not hope to be allowed to go behind the scenes. On the other hand, she dared not jeopardise her control over Mignon by permitting her to gain even one point. Don't be foolish. I was only teasing you about that, Stephen's girl. One of these days this Armitage boy will find out what a silly little thing she is. If you were nice to me, I dare say I can help him to find it out. Mignon brightened visibly. From all she had learned of Rowena's practical methods, she believed her capable of accomplishing wonders in the mischief-making line. "'I suppose you mean well,' she said a trifle sullenly. "'Still, I don't think you ought to say such cutting things to me, Rowena.' Thus once more a temporary truce was declared between these two wayward children of impulse. Though neither trusted the other, sheer love of self admonished them that they could accomplish more by hanging together. Mignon, however, was destined to learn that an unstable prop is no more to be relied upon than no prop at all. End of chapter 21 Recording by Ashley Jane